Welcome to the Metal Hammer Podcast, episode 41. The three amigos are back together. Yay, Yay. Finally. A couple of weeks of, let's be honest, slightly substandard podcast because of two of us in each one. Let's pretend those didn't happen. It's fine. Um, it's lovely to have you both back. How are you? I'm Mo. I'm with Luke and Al, I should have said. What's going on? Not a lot. Yeah, happy to be here. Happy you're back. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Really shut up this week. So you've had two weeks of me just like rambling on about shit. That's all right. <laughs> That's all right. That's what we're here for, I think. <laughs> um, the latest issue of Metal Hammer is still well, it's still on sale. So it's only just come up to a week and so actually, it's our big redesign. I know you guys talked about it last week. Brand new look for Metal Hammer. Uh, we spent, I mean, the better part of a year really putting it together talking to you guys, readers, about uh, what you wanted to see more of in Hammer, what you liked from Hammer through the years, um, and we come up with a whole new look for the issue, and we think it's fucking great, to be frank. We're really excited about it. We really appreciate all the lovely comments people have made about it so far. Um, get out there and buy it, and, uh, and see what it's all about. It's got Slim on the cover. The man to my right did an excellent job with that cover feature. Well, thank, you. Good, it? thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Corey Taylor. Joey Jordison, which is a proper world exclusive, and Clown um, back together again for the first time to talk about All Hope Is Gone. Fascinating story behind that album, and as I said, Luke's feature was excellent. Uh, there's also some cool Slipknot freebies in there, big old art poster with two different designs on it, a kind of cool Slipknot inspirations quote book we put together that's good fun as well. It's wicked, and it's on sale now. Go buy the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> We're really excited about it. We're also really excited about something new that we've got coming up. Do you want to tell us what's going on, Luke? Well, it's already out, Merlin. Yeah, true, it's on there. It's on there now. Go look at it. there now. Metal Hammer TV is now a thing. Oh my. We announced it at the end of last week's podcast, but then due to technical things, it didn't arrive until a few days later. But it's there, the pilot episode. The it first is. of three pilot episodes is available on metalhammer.com now. It's very cool. Yeah, we spent um, about, well, we spent a full day, didn't we, away in a, in a special studio. For TV with studio. With the guys at uh, Velocity and Avidly. Um, who basically came and approached us because they wanted to do a Metal Hammer show which we were really excited about so we put a pilot together three pilots in fact two more to come that you can see in the, in the coming weeks um, and yeah so a lot of people have asked us about what the future of that is and what it's all about uh, quite frankly the plan is to, to get it out there and pitch it to proper TV companies so we're going to be looking for um, hosts we're going to be looking for channels to put it on um, you will be seeing more from it in early 2019 that's for sure uh, but in the meantime, you can, as Mr. Morton said, get on to metalhammer.com and check out the pilot episode of the Metal Hammer Show. We yeah. think it's pretty good. Click on yeah. MHTV at the top of the page, and it'll all be in there. There you go. Made Luke's it very, it very my easy. Favorite. Yeah, we've got Luke coming in to do our <laughs> boxing specials with uh, albums that have come out this year. Uh, we've got exclusive interviews, first of all, with Hailstorm. We've got some other very cool bands coming up as well in the mm. next couple of pilots on there. Um, yeah, it's great. We're excited about it, man. There's a lot to be excited about with Metal Hammer right now. So. Thanks for being with us, which we assume you are because you're listening to this podcast. So. <laughs> yeah, stumble the good. <laughs> you went to see Ghost Buff this week, Luke. I did. Yeah. What was that like? It was great, man. Yeah, and uh, a great support as well. Yeah, Mill was supporting the uh, the uh, Danish post-black metal, black gaze uh, band. It got moved actually from the Dome to the Electro Works, which is not a good sign. Admittedly. That's a shame. Uh, uh, I, I fucking hate the Electro Works as a venue. I've only ever been there for Voodoo Club Night or, yeah. <laughs> or Slime Night Club Night yeah, or um, a goth gig or two. Yes, yeah, so I've been a few gigs there and it was in the smaller room. Um, a smaller it, room? Yeah, like you just walk straight in and it's on, on your left. Oh, right. oh wow. That's, really? the, that's, yeah. the, that's the main room. It didn't feel Oh, hang on. No, it's not. 
No, if you this doesn't really relax. matter, but it's just a, it was in yeah, a it's small. It's very room. relevant if you've never yeah. happened to have yeah, been yeah, to this yeah, venue. It was a small Sorry. dark, small dark room. That's being Londoners. Um, <laughs> but Merle were, were fucking great. I've seen them three times this year, and this is the least best time I've seen them. Um, just because I think I, I think not 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 the excitement's worn off because they're great, but it was just like okay, sweet. I know that this is going to be brilliant. Mm. And Kim, the front man, is still amazing. Like he just pulls like the most expressive faces when he's like doing his death metal growls and like always gets down into the crowd and screams in people's faces. And they were just like, if you had epilepsy, you'd have had a bad time. Like to be honest, there was like just they were just stood there in like just backlit strobe lights just going off constantly. And it's like they just looked like they were in black and white, which was quite cool, but also it's difficult to watch. <laughs> it was like that when we saw three T fit electroworks. Constant lights. Yeah. It's just the size of the room. No, it's just a thing they do there. That was super goth, that gig. But they were brilliant. And yeah, Yord, Yord, Yord is like still one of my favourite albums of this year. Like, uh, it's a great album. So fucking. Yeah, another great Holy Raw album. Yeah, like this is their year, really. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I thought were amazing. Ghost Bath, this is the third time I've seen them as well, having seen them at uh, Bloodstock and The Black Heart. So for Ghost Bath, it's probably worth reiterating um, where are they from? They're from America. Uh, so American, again, kind of slightly shoegazy, but very much post-black metal kind of band. Yeah. And, um, they don't have lyrics. It's just their front man yeah, the, screeching. Yeah, yeah, nameless. But he doesn't screech anymore, which was the, which was the big, which was the big uh, takeaway from that, really, is that he used to just do these sort of wails, really, just going, ah, for eight. And now it's more of like a, yeah, like a death metal guttural growl, which mm. he could do really, really well. Like, he sounded like proper mean and menacing doing it, but it was like... For points where I'm going, I think I know this song, but now I'm not sure I know this song because it's not do flowing the way I, th- yeah. I think it does. Uh, do you but- think he's done that because people took the piss? Because we saw them at Bloodstock and people were all making like raven noises at him. Yeah, I don't. Like, ah! Yeah, I could never tell if that was done sort of to take the piss or in like in solidarity. It's like yes, we're we're here to wail. I think with like you. a lot of things in metal. It's a little from column A, a little from column B. Mm. <laughs> well, they were they were really really good. I was. Um, Stood there with uh, Dave Everly, uh, who writes for Hammer and Classic Rock and uh, lots of others. Writing legend. Dave and he described them as like a, a, a death metal joy division. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was like, yeah, that's fair enough. Because they, they sort of looked, they were there, like, all wearing black, all with long hair. They didn't look like, this looked like a regular metal band. If you saw them walk on stage, you'd be like, oh, this is going to be a bit of shit. But they're just like you. They look like any metal band. Like someone says, draw a metal band. That's you know they look like okay. dudes with long hair and black t-shirts. But but then yeah, they still make like this is on their third album in three years. They've got this whole story arc of from what's it Moon Lover to Star Mother to Funeral, and yeah, it's really powerful, really really good. It's probably depressive, but I think Mill were better. If I'm honest, I, th- I think I think I prefer Merle to Ghost Bath as a whole, but it's but seeing Ghost Bath still, I still don't think they've reached the potential they can do on record. I'm live, a bit upset yeah. about this vocal decision. I wonder if the next record is going to have those death growls instead of the screeches, because I kind of thought the screeches made it stand out. Yeah, that's the thing. It did make them stand out amongst the sea of you know in that post-black metal world. Mm. There were loads of bands doing which it, which is great. And pretty much all the bands in it are really good. But that scene yeah. is pretty flooded now. It is. There's there's a lot that are doing it and a lot that aren't great. But the ones that are standing out are really, really, yeah. really good. But but yeah, so I think it's the one thing that, that everyone knew about Ghostbusters. Was like, oh, they're the ones that do that. But I'd like, say it might not have been a, a positive if people were just doing it. 
just go laughing at them for it. But yeah, I think what what they're doing now is really good. I just hope it still doesn't feel as heavyweight as it could do live, unfortunately. But no, I thought they were good. They've not really had a chance to do like a big, big show though. Like no one's taken no. them out or anything. We saw them at the Black Heart. I'm not yeah, sure yeah like a headline show. And I saw them at Bloodstock as well. But yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a shame they haven't really been taken out by the likes of, you know, Death Heaven or someone like mm. that. But or Amy Rahm or whatever, but I don't. I, I guess maybe in America they are, but over here, yeah, they, they've just come over and done low-key, small headline shows. But yeah, yeah, I hope, yeah, maybe one day, yeah, they'll go out with you know fucking. They could go out with anyone. They could go out with Ministry or something in the same way Chelsea Wolf did. Yeah, but, totally. but at the same time, I, I think, I, yeah, but they really do just exist in that post-black metal world, unfortunately. Fair enough. Well, I went to a gig this week too. Yes, yeah, so you was a slightly different one. Yeah, it was just a bit. Um, went to see with Intentation at Brixton Academy on a hammer-sponsored uh, UK tour, I should Ooh. add. Um, yeah, it was really good. They're just such a, I just think they're such a good band. I've kind of said, uh, they, I kind of touched on this when we did the cover with them earlier in the year, but if, someone's, if someone said, could you pick a band that's massive but also seems underappreciated, I guess is the way I put it, I think with Intentation would be the first band that come to mind because I mean firstly live they're just such a class act like they're tight there's always a really good show um, at Brixton they had this uh, I was watching it and I was trying to think how I, was, how I was going to explain what these things were on the podcast today these kind of like plinth things that are done to like, like some kind of inflatable HR Geiger kind of like uh, biologically spacey looking stuff it's all kind of like um uh, dystopian future vibe because that's mm-hmm. what the album's all about so there's like broken up screens and uh, putting projections out and all that kind of stuff but it's got these these two big like they look like, kind of like goth deer antlers just coming out of the stage <laughs> like something out of like yeah like, uh, like Prometheus or something like that do you know what I mean um, so that whole vibe's there and Sharon had a couple of cool costume changes she flew about at one point which oh, is really? good. yeah she got what you call it a harness yeah harnessed up and was floating around the stage during the encore that was pretty cool um, little bits of pyro and steam and all that kind of stuff. Really good light show, which they've been doing for years now. Um, and and Sharon just sounds unbelievable. Like how she goes in between those super super high notes and the kind of real powerful like belly notes as well. I just don't know how she does it. I think she's amazing. Lots a lot. I mean, I haven't seen it with Intentation for a few years actually, and I did notice that there was a lot less of that kind of like Kate Bushy, like. I'm a hippie stoned at Glastonbury mm. dancing that she used to do loads of. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah I'm I mean, doing it with my arms now. People listen I to this. Say it. <laughs> yeah. I think you know what I mean. And now she just she seems to have kind of taken on a role of more just a straight up rock front woman. And it's really cool. She's like head banging. She jumps around the stage a little bit, um, like fit, way more fist pumping and arms up kind of stuff. It just it's a bit more like authoritative and a bit more, more energetic as well. Yeah, a little bit of that. Yeah, um, and it just and it worked really well. Um, the one thing that was really weird was that the set list, because they, because I think, I don't know if they had to push the album back, but the album's coming out after the tour, which is weird. Okay. And there's only one, maybe Raise Your Banners out there as well. There's only one or two songs out there and they played like four or five off the new album, starting with three new songs. Oh, wow. Okay. And so it was a bit of a weird one because... No one knew what they were. Yeah. And The Reckoning is the big single, which is a killer song, by the way. That riff sounds like something out of a Korn album. And if you don't believe me, go listen to it. I know it sounds weird, but it's true. Um, so you would assume they'd start with that, but they didn't. They started with Raise Your Banner, which I'm pretty sure hasn't been released yet, or has 
just been released or something. Right. What was the reaction? So it, it, like people were excited, but then they did that and then they did, um, uh, yeah, they did uh, Raise Your Banner first and then they did The Reckoning and then they did um, Endless War, which is an unreleased track of the new album, which is a great song, but no one knew it. So the atmosphere was quite deflated. Um, and then they kicked into stuff off the Unforgiving, and they kicked into stuff from Mother Earth, and you know, um, numerous classic albums that they put out over the years. Um, so yeah, it's a bit. It was a bit of a weird uh, pace to the set, I'd say, because it was a bit stop-start because the, the music's just not out there yet. So it's a bit of a funny way around of doing it. Um, but apart from that, they played great. The show looked cool. Uh, Sharon sounded amazing, and yeah, like, I'm sorry as. What I started off saying was that I just think they're, they're still so underappreciated. This is a metal band that have headlined Wembley Arena over here. They play 5,000 cap venues like that, no problem at all, for about, I don't know, seven or eight years running now. They've been filling venues up Brixton Academy. And I think everyone's constantly falling over themselves to go, who's the next headliner? Where are the next big bands coming from? And this band is just doing it. They're just doing it. Just by writing really great rock and roll songs. I'm really sad I couldn't come out last night. Yeah, you were impressed. <laughs> I really wanted to see the show and your review of it has made me feel really sad that I wasn't there. So hopefully they'll come back. They will. I'm pretty sure they are coming back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, just a great show. And I've got so much respect for that band. I think they've written so many songs that people don't really pay attention to because they assume that all their stuff is the kind of super pompous symphonic metal stuff mm. which I think they do amazingly as well songs like Ice Queen and Mother Earth are the best songs that scene has ever produced in my opinion but even beyond that they just got great rock songs they really have and I think they are like I said I'm, I'm one of the biggest bands in metal today and yet I still feel like they're overlooked a lot of the time and it's just more people should pay them respect because they're fucking great and it was really really good so there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for making me feel sad about missing out oh they'll be back they'll be back fine have an album next time they'll be back again yeah exactly they've got an album to plug so and it's a very good album as well it's out in December and don't let don't let it fall off your radars just because it's near the end of the year it's really really worth your time um I mean we've got a list of news items to talk about there's only one but I kind of feel like there's only one we should really talk about yeah should we just start with that should we just go straight into threatened yeah (sighs) this is weird isn't it so maybe the biggest story in metal this year that isn't Slayer breaking up I think it's like how do we recap this well when did it begin like was it Friday last week yes yeah. the rumours started going oh, rumours stories started going around the internet about this band that had seemingly booked themselves a UK tour uh, uh, yeah not insubstantial venues yeah uh, without selling any tickets by the looks of it and mm. although According, well, according to venues, they, they'd heard that tickets were sold and, this, and some shows were meant to be sold out and everything else. And then no one turned up, surprise, surprise. Yeah. Um, and now, and then it sort of became this even like really weird rabbit hole of this band, of this guy, was it Jared Threatin? Yeah, Jared. Who has cr- seemingly like faked the whole thing and paid for YouTube views and paid for Facebook likes and faked um, managed to book a tour which I think also the reports have suggested promoters have told venues that there's hundreds of people that have bought tickets and they're all yeah. so the, you know it was put out there that advanced sales are really good 
but that wasn't true either. And no one turned up. Yeah, no one turned up. There's, all, there's these pictures of just like three people watching, you know, threatening, and they're basically the people who are in the support band, yeah. you know, watching it. Um, and, and so this is something that started within the rock media, like we, you know, us and our, you know, stable mates and peers and whoever else were all reporting on it. And now um, this has become a massive story. Yeah, yeah. I just looked up the latest news on it and it's being reported in like the Manchester Evening News and it's been in, I think it's been in Metro, it's definitely been reported by people from the Times and... It's been in the Guardian, it's on the BBC. become an actual kind of weird subcultural phenomenon. Because it's just... (laughs) It's just so weird. It's mental. Like, it's... I mean, the whole situation is just so crazy. I mean... You've got this guy seeming uh, allegedly booking a tour without any, you know, without all these fake stats and stuff. But then, if you look deeper, it turns out that all these mal- all these companies that are, he's are fake as well. Like the, the management company don't exist, and the PR company don't exist, and it's all like, what is this fucking thing that's like happening around this one band that no one had ever heard of until about set five days ago? We've run an interview on the site with. Conducted by Dave Everly, who we mentioned earlier, and he's spoken to the drummer, a guy called Dane, and um, it's quite an interesting story. He said he was, <coughs> excuse me, he said he was recruited to the band via audition. He went to audition for the band as the drummer, and they offered him this experience to go on a tour. Originally, he thought it was going to be US and Canada, but then it turned out to be in Europe. They said this is according to his reports. Obviously, we don't know any other sides of the story he said that they paid him an amount of money to go on this tour to cover expenses that he came on the UK tour expecting the venues to be full expecting the tickets to have sold out and then arriving at the venues everything looking fine and then only a few people turning up as Luke said mostly support bands what was pretty heart-wrenching in this story is that his mum and his brother I think it was had arranged to fly to Ireland for a a show there Mm. and uh, that's just before that Ireland show is when Dane started to suspect that something might be amiss and he saw these reports online and then he tried to extricate himself from the situation and with the help of his mum who was there but that you know they'd paid to fly over to see him in this band He'd pay had has had to pay for this his ticket Dane's home. Family. This is Dane's family, right? Okay, uh, and he's had to pay for his ticket home. And he's in this interview. He's saying, you know, I want to kind of put my side of the story out there. I was trying to work hard, stick to a promise I'd made to tour. I thought it would be a good experience to go to Europe, something for my resume. It's turned out not as I expected, and he's still in the dark as to exactly what's gone on as well. I mean, it's just this is one of the strangest things I have ever heard of in the music industry um, and we've had some pretty strange stuff when it comes to metal yeah, it's absolutely bizarre um, and, and I think I, I just don't want to say about it people, people are already saying I mean when I first saw it I instantly thought is this going to end up being some mad PR stunt like mm. we've had in the past with um, oh, what was that band that played down I don't know who Iceman Thesis yeah Iceman Thesis and uh, that kind of stuff um, is this just some big setup that everyone's in on and we're all going to look like schmucks for reporting on it? But I don't, well, we don't know. It's, I, I just statement today, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, apparently, yeah, I, I, later today, apparently he's going to release an official so statement. So by the time you hear this, it might all be cleared up and we'll all understand. Yeah, this it, but I very matter. much doubt it. As short of it being unveiled as some very clever joke that someone's pulled on everybody, 
I can't. I don't know how we're ever going to get our heads around this one. It's absolutely strange. I, I mean, uh, the, as we said, the guy is due to release a statement. He hasn't really released a statement yet. We don't really know who he is. We don't really know, you know, where his head's at, and uh, if he's playing a prank on us or if he's just an earnest guy that's tried to make something happen and it's not turned out. We just don't know. I guess moving away from the story in particular, because we literally don't know the circumstances, we could talk hypothetically about what if somebody was starting out in the music industry and wanted to create a bigger profile for themselves what are the tools available how do you go about getting extra fans that kind of thing Luke you you know a little bit about this don't you well listen no I, I still don't if this isn't a stunt and this is genuine like booking a tour but you know your fans are fake that's what I guess that's what I'm asking like, we, we could talk a little bit about what what you if you were a band today and you wanted to build a profile and kind of get fake fans like how do you go about doing how that how do you get fake fans yeah oh I just google it you know there are various click farms out there that will give you views give you followers give you twitter followers or whatever else click farm sounds like the worst kind of farm I would not visit that farm <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's rubbish there's loads of people it. in basements <laughs> clicking mice there's, I want to see there's loads of like mice mice <laughs> mouses mouses you say mice for what's the plural of a computer Meats. mouse? No, it's not. Meats. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's because we're saying mice. Yeah, it's a computer mouse. I want to say at least one goat and one chicken if I go to a farm, so. Yeah, that's exactly. the rule. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, I don't understand why you would do that because I can't, I can't really, even with, you know, the industry being broken and everyone being obsessed with self-projection on the internet and the rest of it, I don't understand how buying fans to that level is going to lead to any sustainable success or re- like profile beyond a brief bit of hype which makes I don't think, understand where it can makes me think it might be a stunt of some kind like that's the only logical explanation for it if you look on the YouTube it. page um, sorry the, 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 the video he's got on YouTube that's got like a million views on yeah, it yeah yeah a lot of the comments that I guess people are now assuming are bought uh, like years old, I think, or old anyway. Like if Quite this old, if this yeah. is a prank, it's a prank that's been the seeds have been yeah, planted this a yeah, long time seems, ago. Yeah, it's yeah, something yeah. that someone's just done in the last couple of weeks for a bit of a laugh, you know. Yeah, I, read I guess s- you have to if you're booking a tour. But yeah, I read something. I think on the guy. I'm just going to use my get my phone out and look at the video now. I remember. I read something recently about how some of the things that are set up around threatening that have been uh, that are dubious in their actual existence are set up around like 2016 but they're all but and then there are various other things and more domain names and stuff surrounding that were all registered on the same company but in pretty much about the same two or three days within each other which makes it look even more weird but yeah if it's, it's a son he's playing the long game but I don't understand what the point is I mean his official what, YouTube channel point? has 27 videos on it Living is Dying is the, the I guess what you call it the lead the kind of main song mm. it's got a million views and it was put up a year ago yes it had 700,000 views on Friday so he's had 300,000 real views <laughs> since then so we could come back down to this now this whatever happens and whether it's real or fake or whatever it is this band is now going to be one of the most notorious bands in metal it's been reported on the BBC yeah. like this band more people have heard of this band that have now than have now heard of Venom Prison, or probably someone bigger than Venom Prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably more people have heard this, but in the wide world, more people have probably heard of this band than have heard of fucking Code Orange now. 
and that's because they're getting mainstream exposure. Exactly, and if there is a and if he is a stunt, that's probably the point. He's trying to prove that this band doesn't exist, and yet it's got BBC coverage, it's got Guardian yeah. coverage, it's got Times coverage. Metal Hammer have covered it. You know, the big one have covered it. I'm <laughs> right, and and yeah, so it could all be a big hoax, and we're all going to look very silly. Or, but even then, it must have cost him a fucking load because he's had to because he's had to front all the money for these venues. But I, could, I think, I mean. It, in terms of kind of how the media's reacted to it, it's not like everyone's running going, this band's amazing! <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, a, a YouTube video, I mean, YouTube is an interesting measurement for where uh, certain bands are at and what bands are kind of doing and making waves and stuff. But ultimately, it's a slightly different way of putting your music out there. Like, bands put, you know, will do a crappy cover song and that's generally not aimed at anyone in particular because there's loads of them whack a video up on YouTube and just harvest like two million views off the back yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. And then they're a quite, quite big band. So you always got to take these things with a pinch of salt. But I don't think anyone's flying the flag for threatening right mm. now. It's just a fascinating story. Yeah, I think it is. What, what do you guys think of the music then? Go on. The I got single. about 30 seconds into it and thought it was balls. Just bang average. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty crap. Yeah. It's nothing that I would go, oh, it's just terrible. But it's also like, I wouldn't. I would never have even probably listened to more than 10 seconds of it if it wasn't what it is. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. look like he's had any outside input. No, it's it like, doesn't. You know, his vision executed by him. Well, maybe we've but all been But you don't hard. know. I mean, like I said, he might just be an earnest guy who uh, has really wants to get his music out there and has, you know, made an effort to do something a bit different. And I don't know if you could say it's blown up in his face or it's worked wonders for him. I don't really know. Yeah, and the, the problem is we don't know this guy. We don't know who he is. And we don't know, you know, what he's about. So, well, I mean, we, we will do by the end of this week. Well, yeah, because so. he has gone. That's the thing. As soon as all this broke, I think the Facebook his Facebook page disappeared and his Twitter went into private. And yeah, so, well, that's yeah. the other thing. Like, you know, if he is an earnest guy and this is this is a genuine thing he's trying to do, and he suddenly had the world taking the piss out of him. You know, it's not if if he, if he's genuinely done this with honest intention. I, I don't know if you can call it honest intention if you're buying. No, but, but you know what I mean. He's set, he's set out a, a plan which he thinks will make him big. Mm. Essentially, if if it's that scenario, then yeah. yeah, it could be somebody who could be quite damaged by this level of attention if they didn't yeah. see it coming. No one's probably prepared to have you know your nonsense reported by the BBC and then have a million metal fans going ah. <laughs> So yeah, I don't know, you might, you might be relishing it or it might not be a very pleasant experience. We just, we just don't know, that's the yeah. problem <laughs> yeah. at, the, at the heart of this all. But um, it's fascinating. Yeah, it's amazing. It's really what would you prefer? Would you prefer that this, this turns out to be a big prank on everybody? Or do you think it would be more, would you be more interested by the, the fact that it's genuine and who this guy is? Because I want to know who he is. I don't, I don't know, Tyson. I sort of... If it was a prank, I wouldn't feel any embarrassment about you know, about covering it or anything like no, that, you know, or any sort. Of, it's just mad. I think I'm more confused about how you can how I don't know how tall how tall booking a tour works, but how he managed to keep all the it all to himself. How. How no, how no one knew that the venues didn't know they'd sold no tickets until because the, it was too late. I don't know. I think it was directly through the venue, it was through the promoter, and the promoter was either made up or in on it. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah because they'd, they'd be paying the venue, so 
I guess the venue might not know if the promoter yeah. just says you'll get X amount of money or something. Yeah. The venue was told they sold, in, in numerous cases, the venue was told they sold, allegedly, was told that they sold X hundred tickets. Yeah, yeah. So then they're expecting that much money from... So the, and, that, and that's another thing at the centre of this. Unless the, uh, the, the venues are in on it, which I highly doubt, People are losing money through this. Yeah, that's because the thing. He's had to pay. One of them was the Underworld in London. That's like a you know five hundred cap venue. Yeah. That's like a Heartland metal venue in London, and they're expecting to get a few hundred uh, punters worth of you know drinks money or whatever that night, um, and then they're not getting it. Unless he never came to the UK at all, and the whole thing's been faked. <laughs> like all these pictures you've seen, it'll just. Yeah, a fake fake picture of him not really being there. These big these gigs never happened. It's even more deep and weird. You've got no proof that he even came to the UK. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, you don't need. I feel sad about this interview though that we put up with the drummer Dane. If you know, if that is what he's playing. Yeah, what he's on it as well. well. Yeah. He never went to Ireland. This is, the <laughs> thing. this is the thing. I mean, I don't have any direct proof that you know he is who he says he is. I don't know if you know that our writer does, but if you take it in good faith you you know you feel sorry for the musicians who kind of all came over thinking that they were doing something good and trying to sort of do their best and you know realize his vision and do their first tour and that kind of thing and then they're caught up in it but I guess you can only hope that from this people know their names even if it's for a, a weird reason and then that kind of gives that will leg up, maybe. You never know. Like you said, we just don't know. We just don't know. We are eagerly awaiting this uh, this incoming statement as much as the rest of you. By the time you hear this podcast, it will probably be out there. Maybe we'll be have a bit more light shone on this yeah. bizarre situation. It's it's amazing though. Whatever the the outcome is, I want to know how it happened. I want to know exactly how he did it. Yeah, people. I mean, it it could potentially be a watershed moment for how people look at the way people harvest data to kind of create a profile for themselves. Yeah, he's not... People, this could be studied in schools for years to come. I know it sounds like a stupid thing to say, but genuinely, like, this is a real uh, breaking point moment for how people use the internet to make bullshit happen. Completely. <laughs> like, if, he, if these views on this video were real, you know, it's not the first time someone's been booked on a tour due to YouTube views. No. You know, at all. It won't be the last time, but it's just that... It's looking like they might not be as accurate numbers as as were you know, previously thought. But oh well, absolutely. More power to him. Fuck it. <laughs> Why not? Why the hell not? Long live threaten. <laughs> Book him a download, Andy Coffin. You know you want Go to on, make man. it happen. Straight on before tool. You know. <laughs> Maybe not. I would go and see them, that's the thing. Like, oh, I wouldn't. Well, you wouldn't? No. If they're at a festival. Think of the likes well, you get, man. I already know I don't like the music. <laughs> if they're at a festival, and that's not like, wouldn't you be don't curious? Like, like, if someone booked them at a no. festival and you were at a festival, I'd go and see them at Curiosity. No. I, I didn't go and see uh, whatever that band I was. I, 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 I did. I didn't go see that. I don't care. Well. But it works. doesn't need me to stand there to, you know. Big up size and pieces. That worked, and I don't know. <laughs> I just can't. As my brain hurts. That's my, final, my first and final statement on this. Are we living in a simulation? Who oh, knows? God, someone unplug us. I <laughs> 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 also fever through the theater and the armor and Limbisk. Oh, whatever. Yeah, all the news happened, but threatened it happened. Let's talk about that quickly, though. Pick a three, 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 new album, High Hopes. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, I'm excited. I really, I really like the EP, yeah, uh, no Wicked Life. 
Don't and and they drop the the from their name. They're just Fever three three three. Yeah, they drop the stupid bit. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and Limp Bizkit are about to start work on their next album. Fine. You've written this here, Luke, and this is dubious because they started work on their next album about six years ago. I know. It's and also, Frontiers house is supposedly just burned down in a fire. It has. Oh yeah, shit, that sucks. They were meant yeah. to start work really, on it really, um, really last sucks. week, but because it's house burned down, according to Wes Borland's Instagram, they're now starting this week. So. I mean, fair play if you're only delaying actual week, work yeah. around by week when your house is just burning. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's Jesus. awful. Yeah, just absolute, the absolute shit. So I can't even imagine how rubbish that is. Um, what, the Olympus Yeah, Biscuit. No. no. <laughs> Firstly, Gold Cobra was really good, I thought. I loved it. Not brilliant, but really good. Some I great songs it. on it. I will stand by it. Agreed. Good. Glad you agreed. Um, and also, uh, while well, ready to go was, let's say, problematic as a song lyrically. Um, <laughs> it's on the, the, the toilet. It's very yeah, catchy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's catchy very and catchy. like some of the best riffs Wes Borland has written in about a decade. So, do I you think honestly think a 2019 Limbiscuit album will be good? I, I think they need a producer to come in That's and just bully them into making a Limp Bizkit album people want to hear. Also, don't you remember when we saw Corn and Limp Bizkit and I know it's old Limp Bizkit songs but everybody was like full on, yeah, yeah Limp Bizkit. They saw them in Canada this year and they were so good. I'm not saying they're not good, like I love Let's See in Limp Bizkit Live but I, I'm not crying out for new material. Well, it's been, it would have been 19 years since Chocolate Starfish came out or something. No, I know, but like, why Thanks, not? Thanks, Luke. Thanks for making us feel like crap. Uh, if the question is, do I think they can do a good album? I don't know. If the question is, would I want a new good Lip Biscuit album? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. I would, I'd rather, I'd be more excited to see them if they have wicked new songs to play as well. Hmm. Personally, anyway. As long as it's dance moves, I'll be happy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's there not will be 19 years since Chocolate Starfish. Came out in 2018. But it will be 19 by the time it comes out. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Sorry, world. We are. Uh, somebody read out a reader's question from facebook.com forward slash Metal Hammer Readers. Nice. Stop will. looking at me as I say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> waiting for me to mess it up. I'll read it. Ian Holt asks, is there such a thing as mosh pit etiquette? Good question. Yes. Yes. Done. If you fall Next. down, pick <laughs> people up. Yeah. But anything else? Don't. I didn't think of that. I don't thought more be a of dick. crowd killers and yeah, hardcore kids spinning around. Don't be a massive dick and like intentionally hurt someone. Yeah, no, someone's on that shit. Someone's on the side, obviously not wanting to mosh. Don't just run into them and hit them or try and drag them in. Exactly. It's, you know, it's not fun. A pit is a place for us to expel energy and process stuff and just, you know, whether it's anger or frustration or just happiness or whatever, just get some energy and some emotion out there. Just bounce off people and have a good time. It's not there. To then use that to smack people about. No, and exactly. I just think people that do that are just sad little twats. It's not there to pick a fight with someone. That's literally not the point of it. No. You fucking idiot. And people who kind of go, yeah, but you know, it's metal, it's like, or it's hardcore, whatever. It's supposed to be dangerous, it keeps the danger back. And it's like, yeah, but you're not, it's not dangerous to just smack someone in the face while they're not even expecting it in the middle of a month. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Grow up. Yeah, grow up. Also, people who are in circle pits who just stand in the middle. I'm just like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> some people really get a buzz out of that for some reason. You see them in the middle just being like, yeah, yes! I'm in the middle of the I'm vortex. a planet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the middle of the vortex. You are my moons. <laughs> um, and walls of death. It's like when the, when the crowd space, people just run in the middle like, yay. 
Yeah, yeah, but I love that because I just think you're about to get smushed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like they're Moses. Although I think, people. I still think we should do the Japanese form of circle pit that I encountered in a club, which is where everyone runs around and sticks their hand out for a high five from the people around the edge. I think it's a good idea. <laughs> I'll tell you what, next time, any young metalcore band's listening, and this, again, isn't aimed at anyone because so many of you fuckers do it, instead of making people do a slip knot, jump the fuck up, do a high five circle pit around next time. Yeah, that's quite sweet. Right? Yeah. Stop doing the sit down, jump up thing. What about... Um, uh, the idea of you should because the mosh pits generally tend to be in certain parts of the crowd and some people have a bit of an issue with the fact that what if you want to watch from a good position but you don't want to get dragged into a mosh pit no I think they should be down the front I think like if you want to do if you want to get involved it should be the front because it's understood that that's where the mosh pits are Yeah. and if you're at the back or the side you've probably gone there because you can't or don't want to get involved in some way and yeah I think that's just there. You know, you might get occasional small ones breaking out. That's fine. Like, but mo- most most of the time, cheeky mosh pit. Keep it at the front. <laughs> I don't like it when you just get like. Uh, I'm trying not to generalise here, but you get like lads who are clearly on their like. You know, they they come out of work. They don't. It's their first metal gig in ten years or something, and they they they're going mental and they're all bearded up and they're too drunk and they're just like shoving each other and trying to start something in an area that no one else is interested in. Yeah, do you know yeah, kind yeah. of thing I mean? Yeah, just I do. Obnoxious people that just turn up to gigs to be like, it's my night off, kind of thing. Like, it's not all about you, dickhead. <laughs> we're all in it together. <laughs> Uh, Glenn Le- oh, more mosh pit type etiquette stuff here uh, Glenn Leons asks are you ever too old to crowd surf what's the record I don't know <laughs> <laughs> we'll get old? Guinness in here they'll tell us I don't think you're ever too old to crowd surf really well no not, the, yeah. not unless you 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 know you break all your bones doing it or something <laughs> yeah or you weigh you know a hundred stone. <laughs> yeah, that's probably an age thing. Little, no, it's not. <laughs> so the older not, you get, that's how age works, mate. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're too old. Just do it if you want to do it. Yeah, do it. Uh, yeah, just stay safe. Just keep everyone else safe. Just make sure your confident people will catch you. Yeah, that, yeah. That, you know, there's certain gigs you probably can't really crowd surf or stage dive. There is something really satisfying about someone stage diving and everyone just gets out of the way. Oh. <laughs> I know it's horrible, right? It's, it's really it's horrible. horrible. Because I guess, depending on the gig, you've cool. got to be sure that everyone's in it. Well, yeah, but sometimes yeah. I don't necessarily want to catch someone's boot in my face. Sometimes no, you true. see people who are being dickheads, like you were just saying, the whole time and they get up on stage and try and jump off and everyone lets them drop on the floor because they've been a dickhead. Good. Good. And it's just like, <laughs> don't be a dickhead and then that won't happen. Yeah, you're paralysed now. Serves you right. Uh, don't be a dickhead is a pretty yeah, good general everyone, rule of Everyone thumb. hates yeah. boots. Actually, what I hate is when people are being passed through the crowd to the front. And so you're just in the crowd and you get a boot like in the back of your head. What, crowd surfing? Yeah. yeah. I hate that so much because it's like... That's the more usual kind of crowd surfing though. I hate that. You get more of those than stage dive crowd surfers, I'd say. I don't know. I would say it's the other way around. Depends what venue you're at, really. Yeah, definitely. If, if, people, if, you're in a, like, if you're in a band and someone goes, where are my crowd surfers at? They're all coming from the back. No, that is, yeah, that's true. And you get less and less people jumping off stage because it's dangerous, there's barriers, all that kind of yeah. thing. I know it makes a lot more sense. That's how I, every time I crowd surf, that's how I crowd surf. But I guess I'm like thinking... As, <laughs> yeah, but I guess... Feet straight in heads. I guess <laughs> I'm I guess I'm also thinking about how we were just I particularly just said I like mosh pits at the front of the venue I kind of also like crowd surfing there as well because it's mostly like you're probably not going to get somebody starting from literally the back of the venue I was crowd surfed from what I would say was at least two thirds of the way back because I got so wedged in that I just started to surf over for Rage Against the Machine at Reading in 2008 
and I crowd surfed like I think I was further than two thirds of the way back because it was just packed all the way back and I crowd surfed all the way to the front and I didn't right. oh, there's nothing I hate so it was more easier than getting out the back nothing yeah. <laughs> I hate more than getting kicked in the head when you're not well I wasn't kicking people in the head but you yeah, chop up and down I wasn't like just, there, just nicking it? their hats yeah. stealing their beers I'm doing bicycle kicks like while I'm going through the crowd I don't like getting kicked in the head okay that's what yeah, that's, that's a, it's a good Most life motto um, when was the last time you did your crowd surf? You and me might have been the same one if you did it. Uh, I think it was let live at Grows Rock. Yeah, mine as well. Yeah, we were all I wasn't quite drunk enough, so I got really scared and I almost stacked it and it just kind of flopped in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After that. Yeah. I can't, I, yeah, I've not, yeah, not done it for a while. I, I don't know, I've not really moshed for a while either. I tend to sort of stand in the side with a beer going, I don't want to break. Wise. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, I've never crowd surfed. I've really never crowd surfed. Because when I was younger, I didn't want to get groped. Because yeah, I would see people getting groped, and I was just like, I just don't want that. That, actually, if we're talking about crowd etiquette, that is the biggest fuck up yeah. that we still. And I'd like to think it's got better. I'm not the best place to say it, am I really? But that's the biggest thing that drives me insane. I didn't want to get groped when I was younger, and now I'm older, still don't want to get groped. But also, I'm just physically pathetic the first, the first one to admit that if someone's going to break a bone profile line. if someone's going to break a bone it's going to be I'm me. old and physically pathetic <laughs> thanks guys nice to know you you said it I didn't say I was old oh, yeah good point actually you, you, said, you said older I'm sure you said older yeah older as in not as young as I yeah. was old 10 shit. years ago <laughs> I did not come here to be bullied on the podcast I'm an ancient host look I'm the person that went to Iceland on holiday fell over on the ice and broke my arm like that was and, just, and then that came just to, see, to see um, Metallica wasn't it no because you were oh yeah no I did do that that is true I broke my arm in Iceland this is a good story I was in Iceland for about three days with a broken arm but everyone kept telling me it was a bruise so I just kind of sucked it up and went yeah it's probably a bruise <laughs> then flew back from Iceland got straight on a train to come and see Alter Bridge at the O2 and I said it was Alter Bridge it yeah. was Gajira Alter Bridge and Gajira yeah, I was yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. not missing this show and then when I got there I'd been off for a week or something and everyone was coming up and hugging me and I was like can you do it a bit lighter because I've hurt my arm honest to god like so to say from the other point of view Elle turned up after a week away and she kind of dimensioned she fell over and she took her jacket off and she showed me this arm you know the bit in Total Recall when the guy pulls his arm up and it's like fucked up weird <laughs> <laughs> that's like what Elle's arm looked like it was so screwed up and everyone was like you should be in the hospital she's like no I want to see his euro yeah. and then we went and had a drink afterwards and a couple of people in the music industry were like you should go to the hospital and I was like I'll go tomorrow morning and then I went in the morning and they were like it's broken do you want some painkillers and I'm like no I've, I've been alright for the last four days <laughs> I've dulled the pain with more mushing <laughs> yeah. it was really fucking painful I just hit it harder that was yeah that but was impressive know, if someone is going to break an arm it's going to be me so I'm just not going to elbow dropping ice yeah <laughs> Oh well, never mind. Let's take another question. <laughs> let's let's move on. <coughs> Cole Gable asks: Is there anyone you'd like to interview that you haven't had the chance to yet? I've yeah. never interviewed any of Metallica. I'd quite like to sit down with James Hetfield and have a mm. lovely chat. Yeah. Um. Uh, to be honest, there's personalities I'd love to probably pick the brains up a bit more. I'd love to chat. I don't. No, I have interviewed. I was about to say Isan, but I've 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 you know been very lucky to. Uh, interview most of the people that I kind of had on a on a bucket list really I've sat in on an interview with Ozzy mm. when we had um, Matt M Shadows interviewed him last year um, and I've interviewed Manson that was a massive one uh, last year that was probably the biggest bucket lister for me um, 
and I really have interviewed Metallica as well. Yeah, I can't, I can't think of. Ah, oh, I would love. Uh, funnily enough, going to see him tonight. I would love to do a proper sit down interview with Liam Howlett, the prodigy. That'd be sick. I would love to do that. I know. I mean, you know, Keith Flint and Maxim would be great as well. But like to pick Liam's brains about stuff like properly would be amazing. There's a good interview with him on Scooby's Pips podcast right now. Well, wow. really good. Not much I can do about that. No, just <laughs> say listen to that. Well, yeah, when you're busy listening to this, it's, it's genuinely really, really good. Yeah, I will listen to that. Um, big fan of Pips podcast. It's really good. I'd like to speak to Trent Reznor. He's the only person I've not uh, spoken to. That's a good one. Yeah, really I'm good. nowhere near as big a Nine Inch Nails fan as you, but I'd definitely love to speak to Trent. Yeah, it'd be cool. I think that's the only one I can think of, on, like you said, on the list. Like I've spoken to everyone else. Yeah, I mean, uh, outside of music, I guess there's there's certain people. I'd love to interview Ian McKellen because he's a hero. And yeah. uh, I've, 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 I've interviewed I've interviewed Steve Austin. And Mick Foley. Oh, you really Mick cool. Foley, yeah. We all um, did Mick Foley, remember? The Rock. That's the one. Or, 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 that's, that's one the the Rock would be good, but he's so The Rock. I know, but I, I don't care. I just want, just want to just hug him um, and never let go. Uh, oh, I'll tell you who, The Undertaker. That'd be fucking rad. Because he so rarely does it. He yeah. just properly, I mean, I don't even know where I'd start. There's just so much stuff. So, oh, you meant to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, good. <laughs> we really appreciate that first question. Uh, but back to music. I'd love to interview Eminem. I think. I, oh, that's a good shout. I'd yeah. love to just, just like be like. Uh, yeah, I didn't even think you were actually. You were insane, and then now you're not. But talk to me. Kamikaze was wicked though. Kamikaze was good. Um, yeah. There's loads like yeah, like mainstream people that I'd like to you know like to just talk to. No, I've never interviewed Tony Iommi. Again, oh, I've been okay. around and I've met him, but I've never interviewed him. Yeah. I don't think I've actually interviewed Rob Halford either. I feel like I have because he's been, you know, to the awards and yeah. I've sat in on other interviews with him, but I've never interviewed Halford. That'd be pretty cool. That's embarrassing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that next Metallica interview. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, are we going to do another Slipknot interview? I'll just take that one off, Luke. Yeah, I'll take that off, yeah. But we shouldn't because his new one's very good. And it it's is an very good. Now. I'd like to. I'd like to talk to Sid from Slipknot because he never really does interviews, and he seems like a very interesting man, yeah, shall we say? How many diplomatically put? How many of the uh, nine have you spoken Wild. to? Four. Well, that's I think fours. Four. I've only. Two. I think I've only done two. I've only spoken Corey to Corey and, and Jerry. Yeah, and Corey, clown, Joey, and Jim. Mm. Awesome. Poor Craig. And V-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Craig never talks to anyone. Like, no. Literally, I was... I'm, I, because he's just... Not in what we talked about. No, I don't know if I can say this. Maybe I can. Uh, no, after the, after the end, I saw them uh, saw slipping like a sound wave. Um, 2015 or whatever. And after the show finished, I was like backstage. And all the band came off stage just walking and talking whatever. I'm sure it was Craig just ran into a van and the van just drove off. Oh, really? Yeah. Real bad, but loads of people do that in bands, don't they? Yeah, Some but literally, yeah, all, the, all the other band were just like walking and going backstage or whatever. He's just like never talked to anyone, never seen by anyone. He's just wow. like, yep. I'd done. love but to But so read. many people don't like doing the, you know, everything that comes up. Some people just want to get up and play No, completely, but like, he's only ever been seen with his mask off in public once, and that was at the Paul Gray conference. Like, he never does any press or anything. Doesn't need to. But I mean, I'd love to read an at home with with every single member of Slipknot. You know, like sort of a piece, just what it's like to be in their homes where they mm. live, like hanging out, what their day to day life is. But like each and every one of them, because they're all so different. Does Clown have kids? Yes. Yeah, so Imagine Clown so. being your dad. 
terrifying, wouldn't it? Like, imagine being drowned. What are you doing that? Oh, just covering a dildo and goat's blood and banging it against the bin. Like, you wouldn't know what was going on. Do you know what I mean? What's for dinner today, Dad? Oh, an art experiment turned into food. <laughs> <laughs> I've made something with your carrots. I've made something with your carrots. That'd be terrifying. Yeah, he's made a clown mask out of carrots or something. Peas for eyes. I, don't oh, I mean, the, the thing with clown is he's such a personality and he never seems to switch off. I, in my head, I'm like, I'd love to speak to clown when he's not in clown mode mm. to just talk to him a bit more straight. But he's always in clown mode because that's who he is. Yeah, you know, there's no. He's a very no, intense. Ironically, man. there's no mask there. It's just, yeah. What was that incredible quote from our free Slipknot book that comes with the new issue? Oh, you made a play a dick out of play or something. No, no, the other one. <laughs> It's like on one page he's like, art can be anywhere, and on the next page he's like, I'm going to dick out of Play-Doh. Not that one. The <laughs> it's one, art. The one where I said I was thinking about dinosaurs or something. Oh, two-headed, yeah, something about it. So we're not planning, planning this, by the way. The, the quote looks really good. You, you should go get the issue that it comes with. There's something there's about wild his, stuff in there. Didn't his mum wanted to do something he was too busy thinking about a two-headed animal or something? Yeah, it's something a really good that. quote anyway. He's just such a fascinating... Uh, such a fascinating personality and such a big part of what Simlot is to be honest as well and we talked to him in the new issues so there you go Yay. it all comes full circle uh, let's take one more question uh, Ruben Borger asks which heavy concept album would you love to see made into a musical or movie I mean I, I'm not into musicals so much although I'm, I'm going to see the Motown musical on Saturday actually oh, and we went to see Wicked right. as an outing yeah Wicked was good yeah. I like that um, I, I cringe at the idea of a metal album being turned into a musical to be honest a movie maybe but even a movie it's a bit like well, I don't know you could, yeah, you, mm, yeah. I've got written down Manson Hollywood because there was supposed to be a book and a movie off the yeah. back of that um, and at the time bearing in mind I was like 14 when that was all being rumoured it was happening I was obsessed with that I was like when's it going to happen it's going to be amazing I want to see it I want to see it yeah. now well, I don't know I'd like to see the new Ghost album made into a musical with Dancing Rats. Yes. Yes. Dancing that would, Rats. That would be I like a seamless it. transition. I like how your face changed from one of excitement and then when I said Dancing Rats it sort of fell. <laughs> <Just a little> <laughs> yes. No. I'll be fully in on that. Dancing Rats. Please. <laughs> Please. Please. <laughs> I'm surprised there hasn't been like like, like a metal uh, or metal band hasn't been given like the We Will Rock You treatment or something. It's like a jukebox musical. Uh, I saw the Meatloaf one. Like the Meatloaf one's really song. good. Green Day had one, didn't they? Yeah, oh, they did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a shame. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that did happen. Um, I guess it's a real... I don't know. I, 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 I was about to say, I'm surprised Metallica haven't given no, that a go. I don't need... I don't need, Look, music, musical is <laughs> its own art form and I massively uh, respect people that do that they do they, you know the way they sing and carry themselves and, and move and dance and the rest of it is stuff no one else can do it, that, that's not the kind of people I want to hear singing The Unforgiven do you know what I mean it could be a really, could be the really emotional at one closer Merlin <laughs> as you know no. little Timmy comes out and sings The Unforgiven I could little see Timmy. I don't know in the Metallica musical <laughs> <laughs> I could little Timmy little Timmy <laughs> Little Timmy Talica comes out and... Uh... <laughs> Little Timmy Talica. Oh, God. You, you couldn't have just undersold it more. <laughs> Little Timmy Talica. I oh, well. could see Baby Metal doing some kind of musical. Or a movie. Yeah, because they're... Maybe, maybe a an movie an animated happen, movie right? or something because they've got the comic book and they were talking about doing anime at one point, weren't they? But... I could definitely see some kind of ex- big metal extravaganza based on the concept of the trio and moving through time. Do I? Fox God. Oh yeah, sorry. 
Well, we don't know yet, do we? No. We don't know what's going to happen. No, we don't. But yeah, I can see that. I know some people are sick of Bane Metal by now, but it's got legs as a franchise for sure. A live action one with like a CGI fox god. Well, Detective Pikachu. I was actually going to say, we've got a fucking Pokemon movie with Ryan Reynolds voicing a Pikachu. Anything could happen. It's not what I thought I Pikachu mean, I, sounded like, though. Well, because he doesn't speak English. I thought he sounded like this. <laughs> <laughs> Pikachu. <laughs> no, he doesn't sound like <laughs> Pikachu, you can talk. Yeah. <laughs> and? He doesn't, right. sound very, he doesn't sound very cute. Well, he's not cute. He's a badass Pokemon, isn't he? Isn't that the whole point? He's a bit of a... I don't get it. I, 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 I mean, in the trailer, we, we all play Pokemon Go or used to or whatever, but I don't get it. In the trailer, it. when people hear him say Pika, we just kind of go, Pika, in a cute way, but then when he talks, it's a normal voice. Yeah, it's just Deadpool voicing Pikachu. It's just a bit weird. <laughs> weird. I'm just not sure about it. I'm gonna, I'll go and see it, but I feel weird about it. Cool, well, we will not review it. Uh, <laughs> don't forget that the latest issue of Metal is still on sale. It's a big redesign. We've spent a year working on it. We're really proud of it. Um, whether you read Hammer every month or you dip in and out or you haven't read us in a while we encourage you to pick it up because it's really really good and it uh, very much represents how we envision what Hammer's all about in 2018 and moving into 2019 um, episode 2 of the brand new Mount Hammer TV show I mean it's not really episode 2 it's a pilot isn't it the yeah, second yeah, pilot yeah, yeah second pilot pilot 2 from the Metal Hammer TV show will be coming next week so look out for that loads of exciting stuff going on at Metal Hammer and uh, yeah we always appreciate your support I'm going to see the project tonight and I'm really Yay. excited. Yay! Oh, the greatest non-rock band of all time! That's going to be really Fact. good. Fact! Um, I'll probably review it next week. Uh, just going, just gassing on for an hour probably. Sick. Are you guys going to any gigs? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I've got nothing coming up. <laughs> Fine. I'm saving myself because next week I'm going to Silence Festival in Nepal. Oh, massive. Does but that I mean you're here... not here No, for I will podcast. be here for podcasts. I'm flying the day after. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. That would be wicked. You can talk a little bit about uh, what that's going to be like next week. Um, I'm also going to see Dead Mouse this week. I'm definitely not going to review that next week. No, so I'm, I'm sure that'll be just delightful. I went to see a folk band at the weekend, a folk duo. Really? Called Gilmore and Roberts. And it's actually very good. I've never seen a folk gig. And it was good. Good to know. Yeah. Not so metal. If you're listening, that's Hammer Approved. Yeah. Gilbert and Roberts. Yeah, it's Gilmore good. Gilmore and Roberts. Yeah, whatever. I think that's the name. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and Acast. Um, if, you, if you're not listening to us on Spotify, you can listen to us on Spotify. Yep. Yeah. And uh, we're going to be branching out into even more platforms, it looks like, as uh, 2019, I can't believe we're in 2019, as 2019 comes into view. Don't forget to review us. It helps us shoot up the charts on the uh, iTunes podcast and the rest of it. And um, we'll be here next week. See you then. Bye. Excelsior.